From the offices of Melman, Castagnetti, Rosen, and Thomas, just footsteps from the White House, the heart of the nation's capital. This is 14th NG, the podcast sitting at the intersection of business and policy. Here's your host, C.R. Wooters. Welcome to 14th and G, podcast sitting at the intersection of business and policy. We've got a special episode this time, Brad Travers and Tom Manitas. If you've ever looked for a job in D.C., you've probably found your way to their websites. They both have been running job websites for quite a while, pointing people in directions of internships and jobs in Washington. So we talked to him about that, and we talked to him uh, and get a little advice on how to maybe get your next job. Okay, here we go. Brad Travers and Tom Manitas. All right. <laughs> I feel like I'm uh, uniting the five families here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Manitas and Brad Travers, welcome to the 14th and G. Thanks a lot for taking time. Sure. Yeah, thanks for having us. So let's start before we get into uh, uh, the work that you guys do on your job listings. Tell me about your ba- background. You know, Brad, where are you from and kind of how'd you get into this racket? I started out as an English teacher and... Uh, and a buddy of mine who was working for an Arizona senator said, why don't you come out and intern for Senator Goldwater? And I said, uh, what's an intern? And oh, okay, what the heck? So it kind of went from there. So worked for a couple of different senators. Um, went from there, uh, did some lobbying for John Deere, the tractor guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a little work for a Minnesota firm. Um, did a work for a boutique firm, ran a Trade Association of Specialty Hospitals for about seven years. Um, kind of went off on my own a little bit, and then um, uh, then I got the job that I currently have, which is as a lobbyist for uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. Okay. And Tom and I know each other from way back, but you have, our, our listeners don't. So how'd you get into this racket? Yeah, I'm, I'm a, just like you, a local DC native, uh, grew up in Maryland, but uh, came from a family involved in politics for a couple decades. Um, but one of four boys, two of us fell in love with politics, two of us wanted nothing to do with it. Um, but I did the whole Senate page thing, worked at a very young age on uh, the Gore campaign while I was in college. Uh, and then stumbled into a, a internship with Nancy Pelosi when she, when she had just become uh, whip, uh, in fact, six months in, and then was lucky enough and blessed enough to stay with her through nine years to the minority, to the majority, and unfortunately back to the minority, and then jumped on uh, President Obama's reelection campaign from the DNC. Um, and then after that, in the, the inaugural, his second inaugural, um, I was lucky enough to join the Internet Association, a, new, a brand new trade association at that point, representing the internet industry, and now I... Um, opened up Spotify's DC office about two years ago. I'm feeling really unqualified to uh, have these jobs, <laughs> have the interview you guys here. You guys have very impressive resumes. So I wonder, how did you, uh, so for folks wondering, we're not really going to talk about their day jobs. We're going to talk a lot about their, the 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 thing they're probably most, no, most known for. Um, when I mentioned that I was interviewing you guys to our uh, assistants in the office and they said oh those are the jobs guys and so it's pretty cool you guys are the jobs guys so we want to talk about that how did you I'll start with Tom on this one how did you start in the jobs thing I assume you just started emailing buddies with stuff you saw and then how did you formalize that and, well yeah it's I mean it goes back to my time with Miss Pelosi um, 
when I was fresh out of school, everyone I knew was looking for a job on the Hill. And at the time, similar to today's world, Democrats were in the complete minority. So the only job in town for Democrats, uh, a government job, a political job was on Capitol Hill. So when you're in a leadership office, uh, when you're on Capitol Hill, you're on a lot of internal lists. And I saw an opportunity to start forwarding those job announcements on those internal lists to people um, who are asking me to help them get a job on the Hill. And it kind of came a thing, get on Tom's list. Um, and I kept forwarding, get forwarding. And what was so rewarding is that I think a lot of us, when we work on Capitol Hill, are asked to help each other, help others find a way to the Hill. And it was by me forwarding these to people, it was lowering the barrier, at least knowing of the jobs and that they would have to network their way to the job, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but that forwarding came thousands of people at one point when I started doing outreach on behalf of Ms. Pelosi and the House Democratic Caucus to young people. So college Democrat, young Democrat conferences, the same audience that would be on my list the same day. Right. Um, and so the automation of Yahoo groups made it easier. And then Barack Obama won and all these Democrats came to town. Um, I was fortunate enough to, to marry a wonderful woman. Unfortunately, she's a Republican, but fortunate for me. Uh, so she com- kind of forced me to make it a bipartisan effort. So formalizing it after I left the Hill to a website, which was more professional, uh, because at that point people knew my name because of my list, um, I was able to reach a broader audience make it better than an unformatted hotmail email that went out right. each night. Um, and, but it, but it, it, it was then, it continues today, just to be an effort to spread the word about as many cool, great jobs in D.C. as possible, whether it be on Capitol or in the private sector. And how about you? You've been doing this a little bit longer, Brad. Like, what's yeah, the... it actually started about 20 years ago. So um, I think, Tom, you might have been in diapers by then. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I was a child prodigy. So Way <laughs> long time ago, exactly. Right, right. Um, no, I did. It was it was the same kind of thing where it, it actually started in the infancy of email, to be honest. And um, I had a lot of friends who were working, uh, who had just lost jobs because they were working for George Bush 41 and okay. he had lost re-election. So I was mm-hmm. gathering up, well, people were gathering up emails and sending out um, jokes and housing and uh, yeah, right. uh, places <laughs> to dog sit yeah. oh, and jobs too. And a lot of them were hill jobs, a lot of them were off-hill jobs, and I just started gathering them up together. And I did that for free for 10 years, but um, you know, as Tom mentioned, it was on a, in my case, it was a Yahoo, and I had yeah. 1,500 people on my listserv, and I was sending out a 60-page Word document, and you could only do like 20 at a time. Right. So <laughs> oh, yeah, right, it exactly. It would take me four or five, remember when <laughs> you, you could only do yeah. 20, yeah. Right. and then that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It would take four or five hours to send it out. So yeah. finally, um, I decided to take some good advice from a lot of different people and, and created the website so that it was it was real time and um, and searchable. Yeah, no, that makes it makes sense. I can actually see. You know, it's funny. I, I'm sure everybody can. Uh, since I know both of you, I can see how this this kind of came about. Or or, uh, but I'm sure there's a whole bunch of kids now who just think that you guys have been doing this forever and you know running your very professional website and a lot of people that th- don't think we exist oh, yeah. say, well why would you name this a strange greek name or brad traverse i mean make it something other than our names but yeah we, we do exist yeah. yes so how much um you both have day jobs we just talked about that mm-hmm. how much time does this take you guys or or you know kind of just give us a little window into that world brad why don't you go first well, my wife works on it as well. She's yeah. the group part of Brad Travers Group, um, <laughs> and a key part of that. So between, I mean, we'll put in probably 25 to 30 hours a week, I would say, and it means getting up at the crack of dawn, yep. 
um, um, getting to work before I can take the kids to school, um, mm-hmm. doing it before dinner, yep. doing it at night after the kids go to bed, and working weekends. I mean, it's a seven-day I'm working on Sundays two or three hours a day. So yeah. a lot of that is just like time management and um, and using the time well. Is that about the same for you, Tom? Pretty much. I, I average about three hours a night um, after I put the kids to bed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a little less on the weekends. But it's the same thing. It's a it's a totally separate business. People say, do this to full time. It is our second day job. Or it's our night job, our second job. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also, I think, I, Brad probably probably agree. It's more of a passion and a hobby at this point. It's it is a true joy to help people find their jobs and find their career, and we are just the aggregators for that that effort here in DC. Yeah, I think that's right, and I have a little view into that world in this podcast, mm-hmm. frankly, which is an add-on to, to 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 what I do in my day job. So I spend a lot of time at nights and weekends cutting this and doing a bunch of other stuff because it I don't do it during the day. So I understand how that kind of must must take some time. So here's a couple of questions for you. Um, how many jobs do you generally have on your sites and how do you find them? And is the, I'm sure the answer to that is like, uh, could be varied. You know, like give me some mechanics. How do you know when a job's been taken? Does somebody email you and say, hey, will you stop emailing this out? I've gotten 10,000 resumes from your friends. Can you please, or subscribers, can you please just, how does that process work? Uh, Tom, why don't you go first? And that, I think that's learning from that and, and realizing how much that was taking up of time that I've paid my developers to to develop our our website even further so that employers can post and take down postings themselves. Oh, awesome. Because so many people are like, this posting's up been up eight months. How long does it stay up? And so instead of saying, oh, it stays up six months unless you, unless you email me to take it down, now employers can go in and take. So I honestly, and because it's really only me and, and Brad and his wife doing it ourselves, I have no clue. I couldn't tell you how many are on the website right now. <laughs> right. I, on average, I think we post about 30 to 40 a day, uh, sometimes 50 a day. So multiply that times five five days a week. Um, but it can fluctuate depending on election cycle, depending on a bunch of different factors. Yeah. Right. I, I have a little over 5,000, um, and I generally try to delete them after they're three months old. Okay. And uh, and people do, uh, and, and it's the jobs that find that find our site. I mean, most of them, the people do, uh, employers post them directly yeah. uh, on the site, or they send it to, they email it to me. Yeah, right. Which is where I spend most of my time because mm-hmm. I've got to hand do every single one of those, clean them up, make sure that it fits my criteria. Yep. Um, and um, and then deleting the older ones. So and and probably about eight hundred of those are internships, by the way. <laughs> oh, interesting. So. You know, have you guys ever uh, what I'm calling pulled a Cheney? You're looking at all these great jobs. At any point, where you like, hey, I got just the right person for this job. It's me. Has that ever happened? One time, I will say I applied to one without posting it. I just, I just <laughs> kept, I hovered over that publish button and just said, no, delete. I'm going to keep this over myself. I didn't get it, but it was a dream job. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much yeah. only once for me. I, I have been tempted. I have been tempted, <laughs> I have to say, where, where, where in fact there was one, I do recall, that I did hold off posting it because I did some background research on it and I talked to a few friends. And when it didn't look like it looked like it was probably some of these jobs were already greased 
And right. so that was the case sure. in yeah. this particular uh, one. Smart. Yep. So I didn't I didn't pursue it. But yeah, it's it's tough. I was like, man, I'd be perfect for this. <laughs> in fact, I think I posted my current job even though I was applying for it. But oh, really? that, there, there's that one that I didn't, but only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, in need of NASCAR driver or something, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so has this stuff changed? You know, uh, DC is a different weird place, right? You got to know somebody to know somebody. Um, has it changed with the worlds of LinkedIn and 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 uh, or or has all of that kind of newer technology just made your job a little bit easier on how to reach further and things like that? I don't know that it's made that much difference. Okay. Um, most of the we're a niche. Right. You know, Tom and I are doing a very niche industry yeah. of primarily DC. I know I do a post all over the country, but mm-hmm. most of it's DC. All of it's policy oriented in some capacity. Right. Um, and so um, I, I think the the LinkedIn's um, in, in some ways it probably helped because more companies who might not have posted for either of us are now posting on LinkedIn, and if it, they'll post on to us as well. Yeah. So I don't see a negative side of it for us. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it's more cross-posting, if anything. And then from a getting the job perspective, I think it's made it incredibly easier. So just using myself as an example, when I was going for that job at that trade association, as soon as I heard that was it was being started or had started, I went out to LinkedIn, found that guy who's the president CEO, and found out that we had a ton of connections on LinkedIn. And then he, I had a bunch of people lobbing calls and, and, and good words on my behalf to that person. So half of the battle, or it's really maybe even a third is finding out about the job on our sites. And then the right. rest of it, two thirds is networking your way to that job. And that's why Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and all these other things have enabled us to get more information on the company, on the person who's doing the hiring and all that to, to network your way to that job. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I wonder, um, I wonder, is there a difference between, so uh, in former lives, you guys are neither neither party now, but in former lives, you were Republican and you were Democrat. Are, do Democrats and Republicans or Democratic and Republican firms hire differently or think about stuff differently or p- kind of talk about getting jobs differently or or is it all basically the same? I don't know that I see much difference. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look in the Hill, for instance, sure. um, if, if, it's a, if it's a Republican on the extreme end, mm-hmm. or a Democrat on the extreme end, then they're going to be looking for an ideologue. They're yep. going to be looking for something right. more closely aligned right. with their ideology. Otherwise, yep. I would say they're looking at someone with the expertise, um, and and really, it was a good fit. You right. know, one thing I've realized um, is when you go in for a job interview, the tangibles were all there. Uh, how how does my, how do my qualification qualifications fit? Um, do I have the experience they're looking for? But mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the intangible is, do you fit? Right? Are you a fit for our industry? So I always mm-hmm. tell people get to know the the personality of the company sure. and the personality of the people you're going to be working for. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. So we joke, and I did a bunch of hiring on the hill, and I've done hiring down here and elsewhere. It's like everybody's qualified. Like you, yeah. get, you almost have to take quali- be being qualified off the table, and you go to like some other thing, which is you know, um, you know, our friends calling for you, or have you networked your way there? I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, I think Democrats and Republicans probably differ slightly in the sense that I we see probably more postings from maybe Democratic offices because it's a little bit more out there mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the number of postings, um, even though they're in the minority currently. But in general, I think you both you're both the nail on the head. It's 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 more of that everyone is qualified, that that person I'm looking at has the right fit, or have I heard 
from a certain level of people or people that I trust, like close personal friends that I can trust that they're vouching for this person. And that's more of the, the qualifying factor for that job. Yeah, I used to joke that when I was looking for like a healthcare person, like everybody went to Harvard and Princeton and they were yep. all brilliant. And then like right. the six people who got calls from buddies of mine were the people that ended up getting, you know, a second or third or fourth interview. Um, what uh, is there something different between looking for a job in DC, say when you're 20 and we'll take anything and when you're 35 or kind of mid-career and you know i know both your sites have have kind of both of those things so what you know kind of what's your sense on that 30 and beyond you probably have a better sense of who you are and what your qualifications are and 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 so you might you might have the luxury of being a little bit more selective Mm -hmm. um and and taking advantage of that selectivity um on the other hand, you've got the twenty-somethings who can be pretty picky too, and <laughs> so um, you do have that. I know what I've done, and I and I get a better grasp of who I am. Right, right, and maybe this I know what I'm not good at too, which is sometimes can That's also be a good point almost too. as more helpful. <laughs> um, you can weed out the stuff yeah, you know yeah. I don't either don't want to do, or you know, I'm not good gotta, at, or yeah, yeah. You've, you've got to know. I don't want to say your passion, but what what makes you get up. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you really want to do with your life? Right. And I think that in general, the jobs for people that are older and more seasoned aren't necessarily being posted as much as mm-hmm. the more junior jobs. Right. right. So I, I on the way in today, I was talking to someone in their mid forties who's looking to get a job in DC and the types of jobs she's qualified for probably aren't on my site or Brad's site yep. to the same extent right. as a staff assistant or LC level on the Hill. Right. Um, you know, back in post 08, market crash and all the jobs uh, being gone, a lot of people went to law school. So about three or four years after that, there were a, a glutton of lawyers, people graduating law school, unemployed. Yep. And on the Hill, I said, I, what I kept saying, like the the biggest group of people that are unemployed right now are people with law degrees. And it was, it was kind of awkward because you had a, 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 a lawyer, someone who'd gone to law school, trying to get a job on the Hill as an LC or in LA, but that LD didn't have a law degree. So right. they didn't want to hire that lawyer to thought they'd, go, they'd, they'd leapfrog them to higher positions in the office. So I think it, depending on the situation, depending on the age, depending on the professional or educational experience, it's a totally different uh, uh, path for everybody. And I think that uh, our sites are helping to get more of the word out about these jobs yep. um, so that you can find that right one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's definitely, it takes a different level of, um, of, per, of a different way to pursue a job depending on the type of experience you have. So well, here, if you, I'm just gonna say if you are in your 20s, um, pursue that advanced degree because that seems to be i do i can remember 20 years ago when they said you had to have a law degree to work on the hill that's not the case anymore but you do need i I think an advanced degree helps so yeah go to night school do get as much education as you can the um okay so i'm going to take this to a bigger place um and and kind of a next couple of questions first is People probably ask you guys for job advice all the time. So, but I'll flip that around. What's the best advice anyone's given you guys, um, either about running your your shop or about job stuff? I think it goes back to like when I was first going to be an intern on the Hill. They said uh, in DC, people value two things: it's hard work and attention to detail. Because, like you said earlier, everyone's qualified, right? So, what makes you stand out? And and they said, you know, 
find out when all the interns show up and show up 30 minutes later and figure out when they all leave and stay 30 minutes later and you will be known as the hardest working intern we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, in Senator Sarbanes' office, I did that. People walked past my desk like, man, you are the hardest working intern we've ever had. And so that was kind of <laughs> became my thing people knew me as. And as long as I paid attention to detail, the work product that I was handing over, whether I was a intern, a staff assistant, a senior advisor to the speaker or the DNC chair, that I was putting in the hours, longer hours than everyone else, and I was producing more and uh, the key is attention to detail that it was a good work product. So when my boss got that memo or was told something, she knew that it was 100% tight and it was to correct to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. And that that is the best advice that I've kind of extrapolated to others and done myself in my career that seems to be a good. Yeah, show show up show up early, stay late. There That's you go. pretty good. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, well, for life advice. Yeah, uh, just the, in the this best, job world. The best you know? yeah. the job world, I would say, I would go off of that. I had a, When I first had uh, my, my review, when I was working for John Deere, mm-hmm. and I kept telling him, I didn't get a very good review as I'd hoped to get. Mm-hmm. And I said, I am here at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I leave at 7. Mm-hmm. The, because that's what I learned to do when I worked on the hill. Yep. And he said, you know, it's not important just to work hard. You've got to work smart. And that may seem trite, um, but I really put that to apply to, okay, what is the work product that I'm doing? Don't just put a lot of hours into it. Right. Make it work. He said, look, if you get your job done, leave it for I don't care. Right. Not every employer is like that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I also wonder, you probably have people stop you all the time and say, thanks for hooking me up i ended up getting this job or that job what's the coolest thing that you know or is there you have any interesting stories on people who've kind of grabbed you out of nowhere and been like um you know thanks or oh my god you're the guy from the list i bet you get that a lot too huh i just got it yesterday (laughs) i was in a a meeting with like 40 other lobbyists and we all introduce ourselves you know and this was a senior staffer for the senate he just stopped and said wait a minute you're the Brad Travers. Which is, I think I was going to change my name. Everybody says I should change my name to the. Um, so it was a little embarrassing. But, um, yeah, but the, the coolest thing is just the fact that people are employed, mm-hmm. that we are mm-hmm. helping people fulfill maybe the most important part of their life, and that's the satisfaction that made me do it for free for 10 years yeah. and posting them for four or five hours a night. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I think something similar. I, people say you're the Tom Manitas. The funniest one was um, when I just started this, my dad, who, you know, at the time was in his mid 60s, had served in the Carter administration and lobbied for a long time. Uh, he walked into, I think it was Senator Rubio's office or someone in the Senate, and they said, Wait, are you related to Tom Manitas? And he's still thinking <laughs> me as this young kid. Um, he's like, Well, how do you know him? Well, he got me my first internship. And the other, other kid piped up, He got me my first internship too. Oh, that's funny. Um, so that's that's hilarious and, and funny all the same. But I, I had exact same experience as Brad. When I just started lobbying, um, I had all these patent councils from all the biggest world's biggest internet companies around a table in the Senate. And a very senior staffer sits down and we all pass our cards. And he looks up and he says, you're the Tom Manitas and all these guys from Google and Facebook are like, who is this guy at the end of the table and why does this guy know his name? So similar thing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any sense of um, how many people have gotten jobs through your sites? 
Uh, good question. Yeah, I thousands. Yeah, I mean, I I'm know. sure there's a round number, but yeah. you have it. Yeah, I mean, every day yeah. someone says, right. you know, yeah. like the guy yesterday. You know, yeah. he he got his job through it. And, yeah. And and what's neat about it is it's almost like a, a generational thing. Mm-hmm. What's cool about it is that they got a job and they told someone else and they got a job. And you hear about third or fourth generations of yeah. people who are who are employed, and um, it's neat. Yeah, it's a the one of the most rewarding too is you know I was I was I walked into um, a veterinarian hospital taking my mom's dog drop him off and I talked to the woman at the front desk and she said you know I'm trying to get a job on hill on Capitol Hill and I recognize your name and we we networked she ended up being the head of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus now she's a, a deputy chief of staff on the Hill and just seeing that happen just from our mentorship and yeah. our putting jobs out is extremely rewarding and people say well what you know why don't you hire someone to do this why don't you you know have sell it off or whatever it's so rewarding for us to do this every day to know that we're helping people advance their careers and find jobs that it's it's uh, it's a great thing yeah it's cool it's also um what i think people don't realize is dc and you and i are from here so <laughs> is dc is a really really small town right so the chances you're going to run into one two ten people you've helped point in the right direction is probably pretty good right i I mean, you know, we work in a small little pond here. Uh, Last question, and then I'll let you guys plug it, plug your websites. Um, And feel free to talk trash about each other if you want. (laughs) Um, So normally I ask folks, uh, you know, because this is a town where you get coffees. And normally I ask folks, you know, if you had time to get coffee today, who would you get coffee? But I feel like for you guys, like, I want to go off this same theme, which is, you know, what's the coolest thing that's happened to you after you've had to help someone get a job. Um, and it might be that that kind of, uh, you know, meeting a person at a store and they end up being a being a, a, a important person in on the Hill. It also just might be, you know, an intern who's like, wow, this is really cool. And, you know, they, on, they go on and do stuff. Um, so, you know, do you have any of those stories? You know, it's the same stories. It's, again, it's knowing that these people's lives are, are changed and that look in their eye. Um, um, that, that, that their life is different now and they are better and DC is better I think because one of the nice things about, about our sites too is that the people who are generally on it are pretty experienced they're the, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a pretty small universe of really sharp sharp people yeah. well because they so, have to I suspect uh, I don't mean to interrupt you sorry about that but, but I, people have to find to find you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they have had to do some work right. to get to your websites. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, they're just listening to my podcast, in which case it would be much easier for <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for the plug. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you think, Tom? What's the, you know... Um, I think it's just, it's the time... I mean, I hate to say the exact same thing as Brad, but it's like so many different stories that we could say that there was an intern where we helped him get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, it's, and it also goes beyond our sites, right? There are thousands of people that I've never met that are on our site every day. But it also, as an extension of that... I do a bunch of coffees each week and, you know, uh, probably hundreds over the year. And it's having those one-on-one conversations and helping them walk through the steps of finding a job that you meet these people on the hill, on the street, and like, wow, you know, that advice you gave me really led me to this job or that job. And it's seeing them rise in their careers as a result of our website, as a result of our council. Um, and this town's a very, very, very pay-it-forward town. Everyone was in that internship. Sure. You, me, you, all of us, right? You know, the chief of staff at the White House at some point was desperate for a job, their first job in D.C. or their mm-hmm. first policy or government job. And I think that's that, as as so much of a bad rap as D.C. gets, that is one great part of D.C. Oh, for sure. That everyone lifts everyone up from below them to help them get that job. And that's 
It's something Brad and I are lucky enough to do every single day. Yeah, I, so I don't do it as much as you guys do, and I, I, I will say I have a lot of coffees. And every time anyone says, "Hey, you know, you helped me, you made a phone call, you got a, you know, you opened a door for me. What can I do for you?" And my answer is always just help somebody else out because right. I got kids. At some point in time, I would like for them to be helped out too. Right. And it's just a, a good thing to keep moving forward. All right, so I'm going to ask you the coffee question anyway because I think that last question, that last answer, you guys basically gave the same answer. So, so if you had you know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes today, and you could have anyone have coffee with anybody, and your schedule frees up this afternoon, who would it be? Ronald Reagan's dead, right? You can so pick I a dead can't. guy if you want. You can pick <laughs> a dead guy can if I you pick want. pick Ronald Reagan? Sure, sure. Old Ronald Reagan, you know, actor Ronald Reagan? Brown which one suit, you're go? brown suit Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. But I should, I should, I should if after that, I should say tan suit Barack Obama. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that was a big controversy. That, big was, controversy. that was, that was. Very good. Honestly, my other passion is my sports passion. It'd be 30 minutes with Dan Snyder to convince him to sell the Washington Redskins. <laughs> this was the biggest my layup. biggest, My biggest hard sell that I could ever do. This and it has nothing to do with jobs, but I want that opportunity. This is yeah. this was the biggest layup ever. I Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. It, I knew that that was going to be Tom's answer. <laughs> Tom has passion for a few things. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has a passion for work. He has a passion for this job site. And he has a real hatred for Dan Snyder, which is <laughs> just for Perfect. All right. So, uh, Brad, plug your plug your website. Hey, www.bradtravers.com. Five bucks a month. Yeah, actually, the price is what, when we were trying to decide how much to charge. Um, I used to tell people that uh, people always come up and say, "Hey, let me buy you a beer and, and so I can get some advice from you." Well, at that time, a beer costs about five bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of how what we set our price point at about the cost of. In 1991, a beer. <laughs> um, yeah, 5,000 uh, jobs. We, uh, like I said, we uh, we try to hone them down to only three uh, three months old. And it's a lot of categories too. It's it's government affairs, it's campaign jobs, it's HR, it's C- everything from CEO to secretary, uh, and everything in between. All right, Tommy. Uh, TomManitasJobs.com, um, Twitter, Facebook. Um, every job that's posted is tweeted out. There's a bunch of different social links per, per job if you want to share with other people in other venues. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's same thing as Brad. We've, we literally try to get as many jobs out there as possible to lower the barrier of entry to Capitol Hill, the private sector, campaigns, um, any other policy-type job that you'd want, um, both here in D.C. or across the country. So I will just say this. So having having been a person who's lost a couple of presidential campaigns and wandered around the world trying to figure out what my next job is, I will say you guys do provide a great service for folks. It, there's nothing more frustrating than saying, you know, I'm unemployed and I don't even really know what the first step is. And if the first step is at least to refresh your guys' website and say, well, there's a whole bunch more jobs here. I can try those. Um, is a good step. And obviously, my guess is there's probably thousands of people on the Hill who, who have used your site. So thanks for coming on to 14th and G. And uh, thanks for what you do. I really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate thanks for having it. Us. Thank you. I want to thank Tom and Brad for coming into the 14th and G. Uh, they're good guys. I've gotten to know them um, pretty well over the last few years. They, they're they pretty earnest about this whole job thing. Um, so go visit their websites. Please share this uh, podcast. Um, and if you're looking for me, my email address is wooters at mc-dc.com. And I look forward to seeing you next time at the intersection of business and policy right here at 14th and Street.